Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shop Macy's last-minute gift sale and save 20 to 60%, plus an extra 20% off great gift ideas with your coupon or Macy's card. Not sure what to get? Let them choose with a Macy's gift card. Shop your local Macy's early and late, and get your orders faster when you pick up curbside or in-store. Plus, spend your Macy's money on anything, no merchandise exclusions. Details at macy's.com slash macy's money. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This is Reed Saunders, professional Colorado sports announcer. 1-0 to Ryan, drives it to right, going back, Puig, and it's gone! You're tuning in to the Mile High Pundit Podcast. It's too good to be true, but believe it! Oh, hell, Follow us on Twitter, at Mile High Pundit Podcast. Loose ball in the front court, Grant dumped it home! And the Denver Nuggets lead it by 20 points in the game! Seven. Now, here's your hosts, Joel James and Jared Shuck. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mile High Pundit podcast. The man you just heard, the man, the myth, the legend himself is uh, Reed Saunders. Uh, really, uh, really good personal friend of ours who uh, you may recognize his voice. Uh, he does uh, the Colorado baseball team. I'm not. I don't think I can use names because of copyright issues. Um, he told. He told me about that when he started doing like his VO stuff. I was like, oh, I don't know. You couldn't do that. So um, we're gonna figure that one out. But uh, he does that, and he does the Eagles up north. I don't know. Again, copyright. Who knows? But he's your PA announcer. And uh, once again, thank you, Reed, for doing that for us. Um, I still need to send him the mix up uh, that we just produced for it. But again, I'm Jared Shuck. I'm gonna bring in Joel James. Joel. It was a fun abs game tonight huh oh it was a blast it was a blast jared and just excited with all the trade deadline news um this year too it was kind of a quiet trade deadline if you kind of if you think about it um just news wise in general but yeah amazing intro as well um i heard it and got my socks blown off i mean jared saw the live reaction um i don't know what it was because i was not looking at my screen um but uh yeah just just great with you know i just got a big win tonight 4-2 taking the series 6-1 on the oats uh regular season which is always nice first time they've done that by the way and but yeah jerry just kind of a quiet trade deadline yeah i mean it, it was quite around the league um i mean everything from the the lack of like major moves, I, I I know Avs fans were like begging for a huge move, like like an Eichel or a Hall kind of move, but in all reality, there was there was no need to do it, none. And yeah. I I don't understand like why Avs fans were like clamoring for that big move, like oh I need to see Taylor Hall on the Avs, oh I need to see, uh, I need to see what do you call what do you call him? Uh, Jack Eichel. 
I, I need to see a Kyle Palmieri to the abs. Like, it, it didn't make any sense regardless to do it. And the, the fact that they even entertained the idea of going for a haul. Now, Foligno, I could have understood. Another depth center, have him come in, play the second line center, possibly even third line center, let him kill some penalties, you know, be a true, a true uh, grit and sandpaper kind of guy like he is. That you even one, put out a tweet like, like Stasny, like Stasny coming back. I, I thought That's Stasny kind of would be vibes. a great move. I, I thought Stasny <laughs> would be great. He's a great penalty killer, great face-off guy. He has, he, he has the knowledge of playing with McKinnon, playing with Landis Cog, um, playing with quite a few of those guys there. Now, it'd be a steep, leaner, a steep learning curve with Gerard, McCarr, McDonald, Graves, y- you name it, you know? Um, but at the same time, I'm not upset with the Soderbergh move either in this list. No, I, I mean, that's kind of what I was hoping for. You know, just a bottom six grit forward. Um, I mean, that's kind of the guy that, that I was hoping, as well as getting... Uh, the absolute i mean i'm just gonna call it a fleece at this point because the minnesota wild are literally paying you a lump sum amount of money to have devin dubnik play as our backup so thank you (laughs) that was i was was, yeah i mean this series against anaheim although like you said you've been saying it was anaheim but he did what he needed to do he stopped all but two shots that series um, those two games anyways. I mean, a little bit of a shaky start, you know, coming over from Buffalo, getting used to a new new team, new coaching staff, all that stuff. You actually saw him let in his first shot on the two, three games that he had started and then was rock solid afterwards. I mean, he actually played well in his one overtime showing, I thought, as well. He really stepped up. Um, we kind of hit on that that night, I believe. But... Uh, and, and Dubnik's just another depth guy, just in case, you know, God forbid two goalies go out or vice versa. You have a solid option everywhere you turn. Your, your corners are covered, you know. That was the and Patrick Nemeth back. I mean, welcome back, Nemo. Um, Jared, you broke that trade to me personally, and I asked you if we traded for his backpack as well. <laughs> um, which a resounding yes was the answer. <laughs> One day. But welcome back, Nemo. Found his way back home. I mean, he was actually, looking back on it, he was the first guy Kale McCarr took his, his first shift with. Was Nemeth. So good to see him. So, and like, and here, here's the crazy thing to think about it, right? Because Joe Sackick really could go into the Hall of Fame if, if they ever were to do this, right? He could go into yeah. the Hall of Fame twice right now. Player Easily, right? and GM. And, the, and, and, and the, big, the big funny point on Twitter all day was, oh, the abs are getting the band back together. And I even made a joke about it, like, hey, if we bring in Nieto, yeah, we really are getting the fucking band back together, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it, it's one of those deals where what Sackick and company did was actually really smart. You bring in guys who know the locker room and know the systems already. You bring in a guy like Carl Soderberg. You don't need him to score goals. He knows he's not going to be needed to score goals. He doesn't care. He's, he knows what his job's going to be. It's the exact same as Patrick Nemeth. Kill penalties, 
and be good in your defensive end. And that's what that bottom six really needs right now. They need a true defensive center that isn't just P.E. Belmar. Now, now the interesting part of that is where is he going to fit? Because does he play center? And does Belly move to the wing? Can Belmar play the wing? Uh, it, it opens up a whole different set of questions that I, I think we're going to figure out pretty quickly on how much of a genius Joe Sackick is. Yeah. I mean, I was just kind of messing around with it. You could even move Soda up to the third line and have Jost on the wing if you wanted to. Um, I, I mean, you could do that in theory, right? You could 100% theory, do that. Yeah, of course. But, but it's flexible. But, but Tyson you're Jost flexible. right now is playing too well to take him off that third line. He's meshed so well with that third line that I honestly believe it's going to be hard to take him off that third line. I mean, just look at his play tonight, right? Sets up Brandon Saad on the first tally of the night. I, I mean, he's doing everything he should be doing. He's killing penalties effectively. He is smart in his D zone. He's smart with the puck in the offensive zone, too. I, 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 look, I, I understand everyone really wanted to hate on Tyson Jost. Biggest detractor right here. I thought Tyson Jost should be fucking gone. Now I'm thinking, oh, shit, maybe we should, co- maybe we should cover him in the expansion draft. Crazy. It, it's amazing what a few months will do. Because now we're looking at this going, shit, we now have a lot of question marks of who we're going to protect and who we're not. And what Ron Francis and Seattle are going to do to try and get someone good from Colorado at this point. Yeah, but at the same time, Jared, look at the Avs D. Preparings right now, you got Taze Gerard, Graves and McCarr, Nemeth and Byram. And your seventh option is McDonald. I mean, that is a stacked defense going into the playoffs. Stacked. That's the question. That's the, that's, that's the question. Do you take 7D? And for just another chip on the shoulder, Sampo Ranta has landed in Loveland and scored his first ever AHL goal in his first game. And it was a gritty, powerful looking goal, in my opinion. He looked exactly where he needed to be. I mean, yeah. And you're already seeing, you're seeing returns down there with, with Sherwood, with, you know, guys that have swung up to the abs. Yeah, just good hockey all around. Clubs are feeding off each other, as we like to say. Um, but just getting into it, Jared, I mean, with... With what the Avs have now, and I'm especially excited for the goaltender depth. I really am. If it comes down to it, I am excited about the depth that we have right now. The other thing that made this trade deadline such a success that I don't think a lot of people are going to bring up is the fact that he brought in people on expiring contracts, which tells me he is gearing up for a run, a legitimate run at the cup this year. Because he knows what he has in his pipeline. He knows what he has prospect-wise. He doesn't need a fourth-round pick next year. You know? The, the other key piece of that, too, is that, yes, he's bringing guys on, last, on expiring deals. He didn't give up a roster player. Yeah. To Amazing. Get, to get Soderbergh, they gave up signing rights to Rolston, which yippity-fucking-do. Um... And Josh Dickinson, who spent, who has literally 
yo-yoed between AHL, ECHL. I have at it. You know, at, at that point, I'm going to take my chances too with the group that I have and see yeah. what I can get done instead. Most definitely. And yeah, like you said, it's all guys that know the system. So it's all coming back, you know, and it's, it's great to see. And we will always remember this day as the anniversary that Matt Duchesne was dealt. Mid game. And that was in November, just yeah. so you know. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, in yeah. November. Well, trade, the, the trade deadline. You're in it COVID was middle times, of the season. <laughs> it was middle yeah. of the season. Yeah. They were on Long yeah, Island. Yeah. It was in the middle of the second period. Coma went out with an injury, and all of a sudden, I, Matt Duchesne is like sneaking out behind him. <laughs> yeah, that was my mistake on that. You're um, just like, what the hell is going on over here? Yeah. I'm like, oops. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just trade deadline day in, gen- in general, you know, um, whatever at that point. Toss that one out the window. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, the Avs looked looked decent tonight, and you know you had your big three do what they needed to do as far as just winning the game. It's Arizona did make it a little bit close in the third, um, but I mean, end of the night, empty netter goal, six and one against the against the Coyotes. I mean, not much more you can say. They. What is going to be difficult for them is what's cut, what's to come. And I mean, the the other thing, the the other thing I didn't care for was how lackadaisical the team got in the third. I I couldn't stand the third period. The third period just seemed like, oh, let's just go through the motions. We're up three. Who gives a shit? You know, like you can't do that. Right? No. You Ever. you have yeah. to you have to finish games, right? You have to finish games. You gotta you, you gotta get all that. Like I mean, it's it, it's just it's one of those things where it's like why 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 are we not doing the things we should be doing? Yeah. It it's very like simple. Games. finish games, play sixty minutes, and just just get out of dodge get out of there without any crap happening because you know what happened at the end of the game you have the goons running around for arizona it's the same thing you dealt with with the freaking ducks it doesn't make any sense why is your top line on the ice in a two goal game with a minute 30 left why especially when you're that deep thank you i mean Come on, you could run those guys out of the building with your with your second line, third guys. I mean, like we were talking about, Jost was taking slappers from the blue line tonight. I mean, you, you want like a just. I mean, something that instills a lot of confidence in you. That's it's that you know, it's just like yeah. I, I get your point. Like, why play Mac Ranton and, and Landeskog? Like, they just didn't need to. And, 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 and let's just call it what it is. The Avs got killed tonight. 
that was a game they shouldn't have won in the slightest. And I'm going to explain to you why. Okay. Yes. Did they look good? Of course they did. They're flying around. McKinnon's looking great. McKinnon's throwing the body. Rantan's throwing the body. Landis Cog's throwing the body. Dude. Across all but one period. Okay. And for the, for the total of the game, the abs were in negative Corsi rating. Negative. Second wow. period is the only period where they were positive. And that's the period they went off. They were, look, what are we, the expected goals against for this game was 3.15. Based on the high danger chances, literally, Arizona had 11 high danger chances. 11. And, and, and we're over here going, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, we look good. No shit, Bednar just said that it doesn't matter if you've been on the team for two years or two months. I don't care. Whoever's, whoever's playing well is going to play. He sent a message to the locker tonight saying this was unacceptable. We should have speed bagged this team. And yeah. you're, you're playing down to you're playing down to your opponent. Plain and simple. I think it might have been like a game that they may have overlooked. After they got the three goal lead, just like, all right, we'll coast for a little bit. Because it did kind of have that vibe, you know. And, and you can say, oh, it's okay to coast. It's okay to do this, that, the other thing. It's not. It's not okay. No. Like, put your, foot, like put your foot on the gas pedal. Pretend this is game four, and you're up 3 nothing in a series. Hammer it, walk out of there, 4 nothing sweep, get some rest. Simple. The, the fact that it wasn't hammered, and the fact that it, you almost blew it in the third, it, it, it was that close to being blown. There's no reason they shouldn't have their foot on the gas pedal the entire time in the third, extending that lead against a rookie netminder making his, I'm pretty sure it was his NHL debut. I'm going to have to go back and double check that, but I'm 90% sure it's his NHL debut. Get out of there with the W at least though. And still off to, I mean, now they've got 62 points through 41 games, which is pretty damn good. I mean, just... Count that. I mean, regular regular season pace. That's astronomical. If you were to play a full drawn out season, like they've been playing well. Granted, they do still have their lapses. It's not something that's going to fly come playoff time. But it should not happen ever. Nor should it happen against the Coyotes, nor should it happen against the Ducks, nor should it happen against the Kings. I don't care who you're playing, because every game's important. You can only pick up points within your division this year. Like, not even for a little bit. So, it's... I can get why they got a little bit lackadaisical, I guess. The, so like the, the lax of days is cool I, I, I can understand I, I, I think a little bit okay um, yeah I, I can't fully understand playing down to your competition still I still don't get it mm-hmm. did it to Anaheim in game one you walk away with a 2 nothing one, one nothing win and let's, let's call spade a spade John Gibson is the only reason that franchise is relevant right now. Yeah, he's only a good reason. tender. And I think he has a 932 
save average. Yeah, he's got something stupid. Just a stupid number. And, and, and don't get me wrong, this team is really, really starting to fire on a lot of cylinders. I, I just, there's so many things that I, I want to see different with this club. The, one of the big one is getting back to being a stingy team on the penalty kill, being a stingy team to play against in the neutral zone because they were doing that really well early on and then all of a sudden it just went to shit. I don't, I don't know what happened, but I mean, the remaining strength of schedule right now is 31st out of 31 teams. They have a very light schedule on the way out. You got four against St. Louis, right? You yep. got what is that? Four against LA, four against San Jose, and two against Vegas. Really, you got about six competitive in real in all reality. You got six competitive. And quite I, I I'm I'm gonna be this person, okay? And this is gonna probably trigger a lot of fans. I don't give a shit about the president. The president's trophy. I don't give a shit. I don't. Okay. You, if you clinch the West Division, you sit Grubauer and you roll with Johansson and Dubnik. That's it. I don't care how many games you lose. You have your last six games are San Jose for four straight and LA for two. I don't care. If you want Gruby to look fresh, fine, play him in game 56. Fine. But that's it. I wouldn't even play in that. I play in game 55 since it's a back-to-back. I see zero point in after the Vegas series, Grubauer playing more than two games. Because at that point, one of two things will happen. You will either A, know you have clinched the West and first seed in the West, which means home ice advantage through at least the first two rounds. And hopefully a full ball arena, or as Nathan McKinnon called it, Nathan McKinnon called it tonight, the Pepsi Center. <laughs> so that's still good that McKinnon is calling it the Pepsi Center. Rightfully so. But this is one of those where it needs to be, you, you need to get these points and you need to get them early. I, I'm, I mean, Vegas, Vegas did not look good tonight at all. Vegas looked horrible tonight. They, they eke out of there with a 4-2 win. They scored two in the third. And you're like, okay, it's fine. We'll figure it out later. Whatever, not a big deal. If Vegas slips up even a little bit, West Division's done. And it's Colorado still. Um, yeah. But I mean, they already have a little bit of a lead. Yeah. They, I mean, the lead they have, while it's not huge, right? Um, yeah. Like they still have a lead on Vegas. They still have a lead on Minnesota. They still have a lead on, you know, everybody. Now here's the scary part though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Vegas is four points back with the game in hand. So really they're two points back. Colorado falters. Wide open again. Vegas has won their last three. Colorado's won their last three. And it's it's one of those where we're looking at going, okay, 
who's going to catch Colorado? Because right now, Colorado's leading everybody. Next closest team is Tampa, and if they were to play their 42nd game and win, they'd be at 60 points, which would put them two back of Colorado. Same with Vegas. And the, the goal differential is obviously still climbing for Colorado. They are a, a monster to play against at home. Um, since fans have returned to Ball Arena, they have now won four in a row. Wait, was that four in a row? No, three in a row. Three in a row. Mm-hmm. Since fans have returned to Ball Arena, they've won three in a row since coming with fans back. I 12 0 1 extended streak, by the way, for home games. Just incredible. They are a tough team to beat on home ice. Um, they are 11 5 2 on the road. I mean, they're a tough team to play anywhere, really, because you can try and line match all you want. The fact of the matter is, it, they're too deep to match. With, they're too deep to match lines, and yeah. and adding Soderberg, adding Nemeth, and now having the the knowledge of going, you know, we could put Nemeth as seven as the seventh defenseman, or we can put um, Jacob McDonald as seventh defenseman, and possibly, and just kind of shelter Byram a little bit when he comes back from injury. Yeah, it's it's a lot to take in, especially on trade deadline day, along with a game being played. I'm, I mean, like total reaction grade wise, what what would you give the the day for Colorado? B plus. I give him a B, just for doing well. Trade deadline, being smart, not. Not going for the big person like Hall um, or anything like that because you know he's not going to fit well with the culture of the Avs and what they've done. So I love Joe Sackick's moves and what he did trade deadline, and that's more so my grade than the actual game tonight um, just because you don't get to see that full team in effect as of yet. But for me, uh, yeah, definitely just a solid B. Um, just all around and again mainly just because of the trade deadline i would have liked to see him go maybe after like maybe after like a a matt hoffman as opposed to soda but glad to have him back and you know the dubnik trade was was awesome so um and patrick nemeth as well i mean just great to have him back as well so that be more so going towards the trade deadline than the Avs game. If the Avs had a grade from me just for their game performance, holding up their average right now. <laughs> um, they did not have a good game tonight, but that's my overall grade for them as of right now. And, and, and you know what the scary part is, is that Colorado can have bad games. I, I mean, regardless of what anyone thinks, right? They didn't play well. You're up three nothing going into the third. You should close that shit out pretty easily. It shouldn't get back to yeah. two. Pulling the Denver Nuggets on us. And for, for by the being way, three two, right? And then Miko ceiling with an empty netter, and then all the bullshit shenanigans. It's what pulls the grade down for me. That game finishes three nothing, four nothing. It's a whole different story. Do I still think they played well? No, they didn't. But the scary part is, is that they can have bad games like this and still win. This team last year, if they were having a bad game, they weren't going to win that game. Yeah. There's no shot they win that game. 
And and like you're saying, the addition of Dubnik, I, I mean, I th- I think we are all still a little bit in up uh, in like like the Twilight Zone, going, okay, is Sackett gearing up for if we have another Francois Grubauer shenanigans going on again in the postseason, where yeah. they both guys go down, and now you're stuck playing Michael Hutchinson. Exactly. So you're you're really shoring up that. Knowing you got Werner, who who will play above Miska, one hundred percent, and Jones is on your squad still, I think, right? Jones is still on the taxi squad, but he is eligible for the AHL playoffs because he's on the taxi squad. Okay, yeah. So, I I, I mean, then I mean, you got New Hook too. You you've got all these guys who you could theoretically look at and go, let's go. Yeah, you can and, bring up anyone, man, from TJ Tynan to Sheldon Dries to, I mean, hell, throw Shane Bowers in there. I mean, the the one guy that 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 we've been getting flamed on Twitter over, still today we got flamed on it today, that we we're we're knocking Martin Cout. Look, we're not knocking him as a person, but we've no. seen enough games in Loveland to know that Martin Kaut is not what everyone thinks he's going to be. And this whole facade and, and my, the, my buddy explained this to me perfectly and, and what he believes and it actually makes perfect sense. The facade about Martin Kaut is that Colorado has hit on every single first round pick. Like everyone. Yeah. Like it's in, like since Joe Sackick took over, every first round pick has turned out to be pretty freaking good. Okay. So, you get Kale McCarr because we lost the draft lottery. Yeah, lost, by the way. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that is now your, your de facto me- measuring stick. Now, is everyone going to be yeah. a Kale McCarr? No. And I, I said it to this guy on Twitter today. And uh, before I go back to that, my, my buddy said, because, because every first round pick has hit so well thus far, the unrealistic expectation of Avs fans that Martin Cowett is going to be the stud forward, it's unrealistic and it's not going to happen. He is on, we said this with Scotty and CeCe earlier in the year, or late last year, I guess. Yeah. He is on the same trajectory as a Tyson Jost, a solid bottom six guy who's going to be asked to kill penalties and not put the puck in the net. And I, I still... We we got to saw see quite a bit of Ryan Graves too. My yeah. love affair with him has ended as well. He just shoots the puck to shoot it, and it is so frustrating. So many nights, yeah. he doesn't. He will get lucky every now and then with a ricochet goal, like a couple nights ago. He but he's, for the most part, yeah, he hasn't been. It makes no sense for him to be shooting the puck. You, you can dish it to Makar. Your job is to be a solid two way defenseman taking the body and jumping up when needed. Keaton Middleton jumped in out of nowhere tonight in the third and was sitting net front. I was like, oh shit, what's he doing down there? And then was back in, back in transition immediately. Graves doesn't understand, or maybe he does, but the Avs have the top scoring defense as a unit in the NHL this year without him. You don't need to be shooting the puck too, man. You're better at other things. There's a reason you led the league in plus minus and it wasn't because you were dinging shots. Every nine, ten, you know, I mean, 
he was shel- he was sheltered by the three-headed monster too let's just put it out there he was yeah yeah he was which by the way has been on a tear recently in march they lead the nhl in points scored so all your stats are correlating corresponding and where the abs are which is top of the league and they just got deeper and, while and giving up less and keep this in <laughs> mind mean, too right Devon Taves leads the team right now with a plus 24, followed very closely by Nathan McKinnon at a plus 23. Who does Devon yeah. Taves usually go out there with? I mean, he's usually... Gerard, and then usually yeah. the three-headed Gerard. monster, if not the, the second line. And Gerard leads the West in points for defensemen. And, I mean, and, and, and don't get me wrong, D- Devon Taves is not like a Ryan Graves kind of character like we, like we were just talking about, where he's being sheltered by these top guys. He is a no. solid defenseman. He's playing 25 minutes a night on average. Okay. He helps, so, he helps run the point, too. Mm-hmm. He helps run the point when, because we've been dealing with, with McCarr's injury for a little bit. He helps run the point with Gerard. That's what makes them so dangerous. They're interchangeable. Different styles, but interchangeable. I love it, man. Here's the thing that baffles me too, okay? Yeah. Ryan Graves has three less shots than Devon Taves. Three. What? And has five less goals. So is he just shooting the puck to shoot it, or is he trying to find lanes to get the puck to the net? That's yeah, my, I mean, That's my point right there. That's my exact yeah. point. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, <laughs> I not argue with that. He makes no sense. Especially, no. Especially when you talk about what we just talked about with the Avs. Other defensemen stepping up in a big way. And, and I mean, hell, at this point, I'd take Byram over him. A healthy Byram, because he's more exciting. He'll actually take it to the crease, do something with it. You know? I, I mean, just kind of. That should a, be a across, call out to Ryan Graves. Across not the so board. Much a compliment man. To Byram. It's just across like, the board. I, 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 I haven't loved uh, Ryan Graves' play this year. And I, I'm just looking at hockey reference right now. This is through tonight, by the way, so or before tonight, so I don't know if this is going to be accurate by tomorrow. But Brandon Sod's a minus one, Nazem Kadri's a minus four, Matt Calvert's a minus two. Those are your only minus players on the club right now. That's it. So the, the, and and I, I said this weeks ago on a different podcast. This is not a team that's going to, even though they are doing it, this is not a team that's built to win in the regular season. This is a team that's built to win five on five in the playoffs and win gritty games. The Avs have, hold on, I got to find this. Damn. <laughs> 109 of their 146 goals are, are at even strength. Yeah. I mean, they're tops in the league five on five, if I'm not mistaken. 36, so, goals, on the, 36 goals on the power play. That's it. Yeah. Right? And Power play's been the head scratcher this year. And, and one shorty. PK, they've been, PK, they've been fantastic. PK, they've been fantastic as a unit. And that's a big step up to Joe's. And those guys down there. I mean, they have really kicked it into another gear. Joe Snichushkin, Belmars yeah. continuing a solid play. Yeah. Can we talk about how 
I mean, both of us, man. But when I was bringing up how important Valeri Nachushkin was going to be to this team moving forward, especially after getting rid of Nemistikov, especially after the series he had with Dallas, I mean, I was like, if this guy can get a little bit stronger, and you're seeing it happen right before our eyes. I mean, he's come through when we've needed him to also. And, and the nice part is that Big Nuke is going to be here for another year at a minimum. Yeah. He got the, he got the two by five, which is well-deserved and well-earned. Don Skoy going to be here for another two years. Comfort, two more years. McKinnon, two years. Ranton in five. Uh, Burkowski, another year. Kadri, another year. And I, I mean, you just kind of look up and down the lineup and go, this is a scary team. And this is going to be a scary team. Now, the, the big problem is going to be Landis Cog needs an, ext- an extension this summer. Kale McCarr is going to need an extension this summer. Now, does Kale do the economical thing and take a two-year bridge deal? Keep him under RFA. And then take a big boy deal in a couple of years when McKinnon's contract's up and they kind of restructure everything with Don Scoy and Comfort then out of the mix too. I don't know at that point. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure McCarr is having a very lengthy conversation right now regarding his uh, good payday. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how all this, uh, all that plays out. Yeah, I mean, he said it himself next year. He's going to have to get cheaper. And that's Joe Sackick, like, in a press conference, presser earlier today, that I will have to get cheaper next year. And by the way, Kale McCarr is 11th in the league in points while only playing 30 games. 30 points, 30 games played. Drew Doughty has 30 points in 41. Samuel you know Gerard, same hold on. Samuel Gerard has thirty-one points in forty games. But the you thing I like about that. Sammy G this year, though, and I'm going to let you get to your point. Give me a second. Yeah. Sam Gerard is a plus sixteen with all of. It. He's got thirty-one points, and he's a plus sixteen, and nine of his points have come on the power. I love it, Jared. I love it. With Sammy, so with Sammy G, I mean, obviously with that, folks, he's been a world beater this year. A world beater. But the stat that you just said, 30 points in 30 games, there is one player in the NHL that averages a point per game as far as defenseman goes. And his name is Kale McCarr. That's the list. That checks out, by the way. Yeah, that's... (laughs) So as good as Gerard's been, that is just a scary, scary, scary... I don't know how you would defend that going forward in a playoff series. Especially with the depth that they've gotten. And and here's the crazy part. Wait for Kale McCarr to start hitting the net and shooting the puck again. Dude, the the kid's gonna fucking blow up. Right? And... I, I want to go back and touch on uh, Gerard again. So last year, Gerard was like, or I guess two years ago, that was like his big coming out party, right? Um, not not the first year we got him, but uh, 
1819. Yeah. 82 games, he had 27 points. Last year, COVID shortened season, 70 games, 34 points. Through 39 games, he's got 30 points right now. He is stepping into his own. He was a plus one at the stoppage last year. He's a plus 15 or 16 now after, after today. He's, he is paying his dividends, man. He is giving us back what we got in the Nashville trade. You're seeing him being able to step up as a legit number one defenseman with guys like Kalen Taze being out this whole year. I mean, he is a big, big reason why we're at where we're at right now because uh, Avs fans have, you know, notoriously short memories, like, at least recently on Twitter they have. Um, (laughs) But beginning of the season, we didn't have Makar healthy. We didn't have Taze healthy. He was the guy that stepped up, man. And step up he did, like you were saying. I mean talking career best right now and kill mccarr my, my here's me my concern with mccarr he is yet to play a full season without injury that that's been him it's been Rantanen. it's been eric johnson for christ's sake yeah you know and ej play has played in four games this year he played in 59 of the 70 or whatever it was last year played in 80 the year before that 62 46 73 he, he these guys in there played a full season now i i don't think mccarr keep in mind mccarr's 22 he's gonna keep stepping in his body gerard's 22 same deal and quite frankly if mccarr and gerard get the same deal if if McCarr gets a $5 million deal for the next eight years. It's just, it's just the rich getting richer at that point. Yeah. And Byram's on an ELC for two more years. I mean, we are just laughing to the bank right now with what we're doing with him. And we still got our first round picks. We still have our third round picks. Like I, this is, this is scary. What it's going to be. It, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, it's just turning into... It's a monstrosity, man. <laughs> All right, like, so, so plain and simple. Let's end on this. Plain and simple. Did yeah. the Avs get better at the trade deadline, yes or no? Resounding yes. And I'll have to ask the same thing for you. 100%. You got the goaltending depth, you got defensive depth, and you got center depth. Everything you needed, bing, bang, boom, just like that. No questions asked. You're good to go and you're set. 100%. Most definitely. And for our, for our Nuggets fans out there, Nuggets season might have taken a turn for the worse. Um, Jamal Murray went down with a scary-looking knee injury. Um, just hope he's okay. Uh, prayers out to him, you know, moving forward. And um, at this point, I'm not even worried about their season. I'm more worried about him because he had some issues with that knee, that same knee for hell. I mean, since he's been drafted, he's had issues with it. And it, it's really going to, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Composo steps up because he's now going to be asked to shoulder those minutes for the Nuggets and he hasn't been playing those huge minutes. Um, he, he's really gonna. Have, he's he's gonna have to really show those minutes between him and Monte Morris 
they're gonna have to go one and two basically bang 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 and 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 basically see you know who's going to who's going to just who's gonna step up because someone's gonna have to step up if 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 this is gonna be one of those one of those deals where Jamal's out long term. Yeah. Okay. This and and this did look like worst case scenario of him being out long term. Did. What is the what what is the ramifications? What is everything that we're looking at moving forward of this Nuggets team going into the playoffs? Yeah. With with Malone, he keeps it versatile. So with PJ Dozier, he can actually play the point guard, which is nice. So you have a de facto backup backup six foot eight point guard that you could run with the with the longer teams in the West as far as defensively. That's the silver lining to this. And then you get your offensive punch in Morris. You get your defensive presence in Compazzo. But obviously, you know, what Jamal brings to the game, it can't be it can't be undersold what he does. I mean um Hell, I mean, even against the Warriors tonight, they were down, I think, 15. He was the reason why they were cutting it to seven before his injury. And happened two minutes left. I mean, just brutal. But, you know, prayers out to him. Hope he's okay. Hope all of our pundit gang's doing well as well. Hope you all enjoyed the new intro. As always, keeping it cool here in Denver with the Avs just skating over people but uh yeah jared that's that's about all i've got from me over here anything you want to add to kind of wrap it up or i i was just very very quickly looking at um the draft picks for colorado number one overall picks um since uh let's call 2007 uh 2007 kevin shattenkirk 09 Matt Duchesne, 2010 Joey Hishin. That's a name not a lot of Avs fans will know. We played 13 games in the show. That's it. Uh, Matt uh, Gabriel Landeskog, McKinnon, Connor Bleakley, another guy that's going to be a very not well known name because he played zero games in the NHL. Um, Miko, Tyson Jost, Kale McCarr, Martin Kaut, Bowen Byram, and Justin Barron. Um, Obviously, Barron's like one of those big ones where we're kind of just waiting to see what happens. Yeah, it's um, going to be exciting to watch. And then even a third round guy like Alex Bucage, we've talked about him a little bit um, with his yeah. with his kind of advancement. Sampo Ranta, who's now with the Eagles, was in the, was a third round pick. Um, Alex Newhook was also a first rounder because in 2019 we had uh, Ottawa's and ours. Yeah, but I'm excited to see what Sackick does because all those have been higher picks in the first. I'm excited to see what he does on the other end of, you know, just getting into the, into the depth of the drafts because the Avs won't have the luxury of having those high, higher picks moving forward for the future anyways. Exactly. And I mean, just the true, uh, the, the, the true just depth that Colorado has, it's very, very interesting to see um, how how good they're going to be moving forward. 
Yeah, it is scary. And yeah, that's that's all that needs to be said about that. I mean, they are scary moving forward in a let's win three cups in five years type situation. But yeah, folks, thanks for tuning in. As always, hope you guys are having a great week. Take it easy. Uh, finish out the work week strong. Really quick, really quick, really quick. Jared Bednar is 19 games away from tying Bob Hartley as the winningest coach in Avalanche history. I'm just going to leave it there. There you have it, folks. Season goal. I drop. Take it easy tonight. I'm in the studio cooking up music because I know I never got time to waste. This is a decision I got to make. Made it here. I can't stop now. Had to make what I got now. This is the life I chose. Seen the highs and lows. I've been getting what I want now. Middle finger to the middle. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.